You're listening to English Weather, a podcast about emotional and mental health. It's just, it's my dad didn't know like the, the, the impact of what he was doing just because I don't think in my dad's eyes, he, he was ready for me to be born and he would joke. He would what say, do you mean? I think it was an accident. I wasn't ready. I wasn't meant to be born yet just yet. Uh-huh. And he would joke. He would just say like, um, you're born because uh, Trojans suck. Wow. That's <laughs> kind of graphic. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. How old was your father when you were born? Man, that's a good question. Uh, he so he's nine years older, eight or nine years older than my mom, and my mom had me when I was, I think, twenty one, twenty two. So I think early thirties, late twenties. Okay. The thing is, I don't think that parents need to let their kids feel that. He didn't need to let you feel that. It wasn't until I got older that I realized like he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. I'm not excusing him for it. It's just a fucking sucky ass situation of just it is what it is in circumstances. Yeah. He was raised without a father figure and then he didn't know any better. He kind of had to raise himself and had five other sisters telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't know like, well, fuck, now I have a kid. Like, well, what do I do? Like, <laughs> Yeah, the thing is that parents need to not let that be their children's problem. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, we, of course we want to defend him. I mean, it's, I've, I've never had children. I don't know. I would probably be scared shitless too. And there's probably a million mistakes you can make. And the thing is, once they make that mistake, they can't take it back. The kid's going to remember it forever, but they can't take it back. Yeah. And when I talk about some of this stuff with people, they just say like, wow, you turned out really good though. And I think it's one of those situations where, you really recognize even as a kid the faults that your parents have yeah. or just how they are and you're just I went the complete opposite way. Or just like that's not what I wanna be. No. That's not what I want to do. And I even knew it at a very young age when they were be they were fighting or they were they were having arguments with like fucking retail people about dumb shit, like arguing <sighs> about like getting overcharged or whatever. Even though my parents were doing that, I knew like this is fundamentally wrong. Why are you yelling at this lady? She's just from retail. And I knew that yeah. at such a young age. And I always felt like an outsider somewhat in, in my family. I think, um, I guess I am pretty sensitive. Um, and my, that really bugged my dad a lot. Uh-huh. Because um, I remember my first ever real heartbreak break when I was 16. And this girl broke my heart pretty bad. And I was crying about it. It says you do. When you're a teenager, you have really intense feelings. Uh-huh. And he found out I was crying about it, or he heard me, and he got so pissed off. He yelled at me, and he said, why are you crying over this girl? And he made me feel like shit. He made me feel even worse about the fact that I was crying about it. And had, he, the, had, he never not, had he ever cried about a girl before? I don't think so. I think that's probably it. Because quote-unquote legend has it, and then my mom confirmed it. He was, he was uh, kind of a player. According to my mom. Oh, really? Yeah. So he hated everything he saw in me because it wasn't. It wasn't like him at all? At all. At all. Mm. I don't know where the sensitivity part came from. It didn't come from my mom. My mom's a tough cookie. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, well, I'm, I'm refreshed and relieved to see that you've grown 
despite your father's shortcomings. I think as a father, I don't know. I never knew him as a person. I just met you. But <laughs> it's kind of crazy how we can like change the narrative that are like, you know, you're raised by someone that doesn't treat you well. And then you make a point to go the opposite way. What I mentioned earlier about how we ended up here in California, because he had to have surgery for his liver. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up coming back around 2007. So, and this time it was, um, it was to the point where uh, this is terminal. So we found oh, out wow. like he had terminal cancer with his liver. And he knew like he was on his way out. Mm -hmm. And then we all knew he was on his way out. So my mom was amazing with him in the hospital. She would stay with him by his side, hospital bed. Um, so I remember I get a phone call from my mom um, one night and she's crying and she says like, you guys have to come. I'm like, this is it. I said, okay. So we make our way to the hospital. He's there, bought a family, starts coming in, intermediate family, cousins, uh, everyone in his life. Obviously a very sad moment. He's not conscious. He's on a, you know, life support, just there. I remember staying the whole night and just kind of sleeping. And then I think it was 5 a.m. around then. And then my brother walks over and says, hey, like, I think he's, this is it. Like, he's, it's, this is, it's, it's, it's happening. Like, this is, this is where it ends. So we walk over and I remember he's just laying there. And then my mom was holding his hand where I got a chance to hold his hand too. Just breathing on life support. They decided they have to take him off life support. And he's breathing. And then all of a sudden, he's not breathing, which is like the weirdest fucking thing. You just see a body there. It's just not breathing. That was pretty intense. And we were obviously crying because then once it happened, there's a lifeless body there. Then it's time for us to leave. And that felt even worse because it's like, wait, we can't just leave him here. Do they do they like actually usher you out? No. I, OK. No, but it's like there's nothing more we can do here. You know, yeah. gonna, they got to take care of the the deceased body. But I think the worst feeling, like I said, was having to leave because like, we're just leaving him here. And like, we can't just leave him, but he's like, he's dead. Yeah. So that, that was an intense experience too, but my mom doesn't know this, but him passing was all, I felt very conflicted. A big part of me was very sad, but there's also a big part of me that was kind of relieved. And I only say that because he was like, everything we talked about with him, he's just so judgmental about me. Everything I did, I was never good enough. Mm -hmm. I felt no matter what I did in my whole life, it would never be good enough. But now, you don't have to. Look I don't like have it. that. Yeah, I don't have that in back of my head, saying like, "Oh, hey, you know, like, still not good enough." I could be fucking. I don't know. I could be a doctor. It's like, oh, why aren't you this doctor? Why aren't you the top doctor? Yeah, that's not. Uh... I mean, I really, I remember, I remember like my first show when I started as a band. I think I was fifteen, and my he came to my first show. I was singing and playing guitar, having a great time. Had an amazing time at the show. Then the next day, he says, like, yeah, uh, you're singing? It sucked. <laughs> Just Are like that. Are you serious? Yeah. Your singing's no good. And then I, I remember I cried. <laughs> Not in front of him, of course. I went to the room. I was so fucking angry and hurt. Well, like, I don't understand why he couldn't say anything support like why well, i think you're his son why know, wouldn't he, he want he takes out all his life anger and his insecurities on me uh you know how people just use other people as a punching bag yeah and he, i was his punching bag 
Is it because is pretty, you're his firstborn son? Uh, or? That, and then he just already didn't like, there's a lot of characteristics of myself that he just wish I didn't have. Was he, did he treat your siblings the same way? Yeah, not as, not, he wasn't as hard to on my sister though. But that being said about the whole singing thing, you would think most people are like, well, fuck this, I quit. I'm not going to do this. But for some reason, I don't know why, it just motivate, motivated me even more to become a better singer. So even though it was the most harsh way to deal with that, to say that to me at my most vulnerable time, because I was having such a great time singing and playing guitar for the first time, my first show, it kind of set my own standard of what's yeah. good. It's not the proper way to do that. I wouldn't do that to my own son if I had a kid, but I was like, okay, now I know what good is. And then that's what actually made me a better singer, a better guitar player, kind of in the torturous way. Yeah, I mean... The thing that sucks is that you're, oh, yeah, you're always going to remember and it helped you get better, but like, you're always going to remember that he said something so negative. Like, you're not going to forget that. And that should have been a moment where he should have been proud of you. Yeah, I think that's the one thing. You just said it right there. I wish, man, just once in my life that I felt <laughs> my dad was proud of me. I don't think I've ever felt that in my whole life. Just never proud. Yeah, and the thing is, like, he... Um, he passed, mm -hmm. so he can't ever, you know. There's and he took a lot of stuff with him to the grave. So here's another side story about how my dad was. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll get more to you. I feel like I'm just talking about myself. Anyways. No, no, this is all good. Um, so after my dad passed, my mom was a saint to him, uh -huh. bedside and everything. So uh, uh, him passing was just really hard on my mom, obviously. So she was, after he passed about a week later, she was going through all this stuff all his clothes. And in the closet, she told me she found this cell phone. Hey, I don't recognize this cell phone. What is this? She turns it on. She looks through the text. And my dad's texting people, texting a girl. Sex text. Oh, wow. All of it. He was sexting. Yeah. And come to find out, like the, that last night my dad was passing in the hospital, that lady, she came to visit but according, my mom thought she was just like a high school friend of his. But that was the one that he was having an affair with the whole time. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, that that pissed me off too because... Yeah. Your mother did some... Yeah, she did nothing to deserve that. You know, another thing for me to be like, you know what? What the fuck, dad? You knew you were dying and you couldn't even confess or just, you know, like, hey, I did all these things. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you never deserved it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it's funny. I remember coming home late nights, and my dad would always be on the phone. See, I remember my mom worked nights. I, I told you yeah, this, my yeah. mom's a nurse. She works nights. And he would always be on the phone. At first, I thought it was with my mom. He's like, and I asked him one time, I was like, oh, no, I'm just talking to an old friend. But it was her. So my mom didn't deserve that. And to find out that way after he was dead, so he, he she didn't have anybody to yell to. Yeah. So my mom went through this fucking down, downward spiral like crazy. She got on, um, you know, antidepressants. Uh, she got she she couldn't sleep anymore, so she got on Ambien. Yeah. She didn't have any any memory of. Uh, well, there was one incident. I was at work, and I remember getting a phone call from the police. Uh huh. And it's like, uh, are you the son of you know, Erlinda Aquino? I said, yeah. I said, this is police, Fullerton police. You need to come pick up your mom. She was just been in a car accident. I was like, oh, is she okay? She's like, yeah, she's fine. But we're holding her in a jail cell right now. You need to come pick her up within the next two hours. I was like, oh, okay, okay. 
So I go, and she gets in a car accident because she was on Ambien. Mm-hmm. And it's, apparently, it's a real thing. Like, sometimes if you're on Ambien, you just don't remember doing well, yeah. things. Yeah. Luckily, she didn't hit anybody else. She just hit a pole. Mm-hmm. But that was another scary moment because it's, I felt there was a time, you know, I lost my dad. And then I was felt like I was losing my mom. So I was trying to keep everything together mm-hmm. since I'm the oldest. So there was always that responsibility I had on myself too. And, it, and I, it's, I still think about like, how did I still end up this way? Yeah. <laughs> I could have been much worse, give or take. But how was your relationship with your dad? <laughs> no, no. I really like listening to that story. It's like giving, giving me a lot to think about. Um, my relationship with my father... I like to describe it as love hate. Um, I I really do love my dad. He's an amazing man. Like I really think he's amazing. He and I just never saw eye to eye. Um, I'm definitely the black sheep of my family, which is um, it's evident if you ask anyone in my family. I'm I'm the fuck up. I'm the bad one. I'm I gave my parents hell. Um, and my dad doesn't let me forget it. When you say that, what do you mean? Does he uh, tell you or is he passive aggressive about it? It depends on where, you know, it depends on the day. He's pretty passive aggressive, but he's he's pretty direct with me also. Like he, you know, he's told me before, like, I, I love you because you're my daughter, but I don't have to like you and I don't like you. Um, Ouch. Yeah, I mean, that's, but... That's pretty harsh in itself, too. Yeah. I mean, we can get get into that. I could talk about that for hours on end, my father and I's relationship. But basically, it's if I boiled it down, it's just that my dad is very... Um, he's, his parents are from Hong Kong, China. He was American-born Chinese, but he, you know, he was raised very Asian. And if you're Asian and you've been raised by Asians, like, you kind of know what that means. There's high levels of um, expectation through your education. That's, like, the most important thing. And status is very important. How you look is incredibly important. Your health is important. You know, I, my dad and I got along best when I played soccer and I was competitively in sports. Oh, so you did play sports. Yeah, I played soccer for 11 years and I was really good at it. Um, You know, I played it in high school and I played Sorry, you just never struck, struck yeah. me as a soccer girl. Yeah, well, I used to be, you know, 50 pounds heavier and the same height and all muscle. But, you know, my dad and I got along well when I was doing soccer, but, you know, he... Asians have this thing, and they don't mean it in a bad way, and I'm sure you know this from being Asian, but um, they'll say kind of what's, whatever's on their mind. Oh, so, yeah. you know, my, No filter. No filter, exactly. So my grandmother would always be like, oh, like, why aren't you skinny like your brother's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And um, my dad would always be like, oh, you're, you know, you're not fat, but you're all muscle. You're big. And I was probably bigger than my dad probably weighs like 130 pounds and he's 5'6". And I was 150 pounds at 5'4", you know, so I was pretty heavy. But he'd always be like, yeah, you you know, you have your, your mom's genes. And he drives my mother crazy when he says things like yeah, that too. Yeah, so for the listeners, your mom's genes and your mom is not Asian. No, my mother is Irish, yeah. Okay. But I always, you know, my dad has no filter and that always drove me crazy. Like, you know, you can't, I don't know. He and I, it just depends. It, our relationship is very complicated, but... um. I don't think any mother, I mean, sorry, any father-daughter relationship's complicated. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of girl, uh, girls have like that daddy's girl, like their dad treats them like a princess. My- yeah, but that's, that could be, that can also be a bad thing. 
I agree. Um, I, I totally agree. But my, my father never, you know, he, he and I just have a really difficult relationship that we're still working on and it's impacted me for a long time because I've always just kind of wanted his approval. And that's like with your father, mm -hmm. I've never, never gotten my father's approval. Is it an Asian thing? I think it is. An There's Asian. a family guy, little thing. I don't know if you've seen it. But oh, it goes, I probably have. Um, you know, they do those side skits and then he says like, yeah, we're as tight as an Asian family. And then it shows this kid doing his homework and this Asian dad walks in and is like, you doctor yet? He's like, dad, I'm 12. You talk to me when you doctor. Yep. Same thing. It really is. Like they, I mean. Such a high standard, man. They have such a high standard. And as I was the second oldest mm -hmm. in um, the sequence of my siblings. As you know, my younger siblings got it a lot easier than I did. I feel like mine didn't. My youngest brother did too. Yeah, I mean, like I think that they're just so hard on the older ones. They are. I mean, it's like you. I I can understand it to a certain extent, but it's also not fair. And um, I'm I'm a lot more sensitive than my other siblings, and I've always known that. You know, it doesn't take a lot to make me cry. I'm uh, emotionally. I've always felt emotionally fragile. So everything that he said to me, like. He said it to you like you were a guy. Yeah, he said it to me like I was a guy. But, you know, my brothers can handle, they could handle his criticism. I couldn't handle his criticism. And, um, or, you know, the ways I did, I retaliated a lot against him, you know, when you say as a teenager. Like what? Um, you know, getting into drugs and drinking. Mm -hmm. And um, I always did well academically. That wasn't. You strike me as a book smart type. Yeah, I was always book smart. I could always pick up. I'm, I can pick up on things quickly. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't ever live up to his expectations. I don't know. Um, so I would always just retaliate in every way I could. And <sighs> but you know what? Like with having an Asian parent or two Asian parents, that's the common tale. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for listening to English Weather. Stay tuned for the next episode.